Greetings, my friends. Welcome to the Cornerstone Podcast. I hope you had a great holiday season. My name is Francis Hueso. I am the host of the podcast. Today, we are starting a brand new series I have entitled Emotional Detox. I know that at the beginning of a year, many people detox their bodies, and there's nothing wrong with that. But a physical detox doesn't do much if our souls are a mess. Looking at the increased need of mental health in our society, I felt it was a good time to talk a little bit about detoxing our souls. I hope this series will bless you, and if you know someone who can benefit from it, please promote our podcast. Today's episode is entitled Dealing Instead of Running. My father in Christ taught me many lessons, and for that I will be grateful to him forever. One of the lessons he taught me is that it is better to deal with a problem or an enemy when it is still small. For if I let it grow instead of facing an enemy my size, I eventually will face a giant. Problems, my friends, do not shrink in size if we leave them unattended. They grow. In the last few years, I have counseled many people dealing with enormous problems that have been part of their families or their families' lives for many years. Most of these problems would have been easy to deal with if they had dealt with them when they started. However, since the problems have been unattended for many years, they have become big issues. If we are going to detox ourselves from emotional baggage, we need to start by deciding to finally deal with our emotional problems. We must decide to deal with them today rather than next month or next year. In the same way we detox our bodies by eliminating toxins, we detox our souls eliminating pain, offenses, needs, or sin. In other words, we have to get rid of poison. To do that, we need to face our issues. The problem with many people is that instead of facing their problems, they run from them. I know professional runners who do not run marathons, but they have learned to go on vacation whenever life becomes too hard. They leave relationships, get divorced, leave their countries, their church, or their jobs every time a situation becomes too hard to deal with or too hard to face. Others do not leave physically, but try to leave their problems behind by using alcohol, drugs, sex, pornography, or anything else that alleviates the sting of the challenge they are facing. Even though this type of behavior is understandable, it is not healthy because it only prolongs or grows the original problem. The people who take vacations to run from their problem eventually come back from their vacations to the same problem, but now they are also indebted and come back to face, if not the same problem, a bigger one. The people who try to numb themselves looking for relief from their challenges with drugs, alcohol, or anything that alleviates their pain, fear, or whatever negative emotion their problems produce, tend to become addicted to their relief. This tendency doesn't fix their problems, but creates even more problems for them. I am not saying it is terrible to sometimes go on vacation to rest or recharge yourself before you face a big issue. It is fine if we do it to regain our strength to face whatever problem we have. It becomes a problem if instead of dealing with difficulty, 
We learn to run every time we face something difficult. The first step to detox our souls, my friends, is to decide to face our challenges. Go with me to Proverbs 24. We are going to read verses 30 through 34, which say, I went past the field of the slugger, past the vineyard of someone who has no sense. Thorns have come up everywhere. The ground was covered with weeds, and the stone wall was in ruins. I applied my heart to what I observed. I learned a lesson from what I saw. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. And poverty will come on him like a thief, and scarcely like an armed man. Here Solomon is talking about a lesson he learned. He tells us that he went by a field of a person who he calls a slugger. The word slugger here could mean a lazy person or a procrastinator. He tells us that this person had no sense because he had allowed thorns to grow on his field. The ground was covered with weeds and the walls or fences were in ruins. Does that sound like a life of someone with many emotional issues to you? It does to me. Let me break this down for you. When people run from their problems instead of facing them, they are what we call emotional procrastinators. Instead of dealing with their problems in the present, they keep pushing them towards their future. Tomorrow, they will call that toxic person and end their relationship. They will deal with their addictions next month. They will stop sinning after the holidays, or they will go back to church in the summer. They ask everyone they know to pray for their problems. Some even talk about their problems with friends or counselors, not to deal with them, but to feel better about it. I once was invited to observe a Christian men's group that met weekly to discuss their problems. The leader wanted me to evaluate the ways they did things. I listened for an hour how they spoke about their issues, but they did not spend even a minute trying to find a solution for their problems. When I asked the leader why they kept wasting their time, he looked at me as if I was the devil. They had convinced themselves that by talking about their problems, they were doing something about it, but that is a lie from the devil. God does not ask us to come to him to tell him our sins. He knows our sins. He asks us to come to Him to repent from our sins. Repentance, my dear friends, is not talking about our sins because we feel guilty. That is gossip. Repentance is admitting we have sinned, confessing that sin, and deciding never to return to it again. When we confess our sins with the intention of sinning again, we are not repenting. When we procrastinate or postpone dealing with our problems, our lives produce Thorns. Thorns in a field choke, entangle, and hinder the fruit of that field from maturing. They do not necessarily kill the fruit, but slow its growth, which never ripens. Do you know Christians who have been trying to get rid of addictions for 10 years? I do. They keep telling me that God knows their hearts and know they are weak. But I keep asking them if they know that God is strong. The problem with thinking that God knows us and since He hasn't striken us, He must be okay with our issues, is that we are lying to ourselves. The reason why He's not dealing with our issues is because we have not come to Him with them. I guarantee you, my friends, that the moment we cry out to God and ask Him to help us get rid of something, He moves heaven and earth to set us free. However, for Him to get into our mixes, we must invite Him to do it. 
he's not going to bypass our free will to fix our messes. If instead of facing your problems, you run from them, you are not a mature Christian. Please forgive me for being so blunt. I do not mean to offend anyone, but someone has to love you enough to tell you the truth. According to Solomon, if you're an emotional procrastinator, your life is a field full of thorns. The saddest thing is that he doesn't stop there. He also says that the field of the procrastinator is also full of weeds. Do you know what a field full of weeds does not have? It does not have real fruit. Many lives look full because they have stuff growing in them, but they are empty. Many people have everything to be happy, but their lives are not only unhappy, but they are full of bitterness or empty. We try to fill our lives with possessions, relationships, or busyness, but the problem with a field full of weeds is that it never satisfies its owner. Besides all that, the worst problem that Solomon listed is that the wall of this field was in ruins. A field without a wall is a field that is exposed to thieves. That means that our lives are exposed to the chief of thieves, the devil. Many Christians live such broken lives that they see the lives of the wicked with envy. They think sinners live better lives than they do. I am not going to lie. Sometimes they do. Not because God is not faithful to us, but because the devil doesn't mess with the sinner as hard as he messes with unprotected Christians. My friends, the devil hates humanity, but who do you think he hates the most? Of course, he's going to mess more with the people who are trying to serve God. If you are a Christian with broken walls, your life is fair game for the devil. Let me give you an example of this. In some countries, thieves are so savvy that they can steal a wallet without the person wearing it, even noticing it is missing. What do you think a thief will do if you leave not only your wallet, but every possession in a space with every window and door open without anyone watching. He is going to walk and steal or mess everything. We allow the devil to do that when we refuse to deal with our problems. Solomon goes on to say, I have learned what happens when people sleep a little, slumber a little, fold their hands to rest a little, or when people postpone dealing with their problems. Before we talk about the lesson he learned, I want you to notice that Solomon says that this person, the slugger in his story, did not sleep for weeks or did not slumber a lot. He says that the slugger decided to sleep a little. Most of us do not say, I will deal with my addictions 10 years from now. What we say, I will stop drinking, using drugs, overeating, or watching pornography tomorrow. The problem is that tomorrow never comes. Before we know it, what happens is what Solomon learned. Poverty comes like a thief and scarcity like an armed man. Before we know it, the people who used to drink at home to relax are now going to bars every night. And what is worse, the lack of sleep, which is why they started drinking, is not better. People are now on their second divorce and are now addicted to drugs also. Instead of being out of debt, some people are now bankrupt and still have no real friends, for the people who spend their money are gone from their lives and are spending someone else's money now. My friends, it is time to face whatever is toxic in your life. 
face the music and allow the Holy Spirit to help you. Before we start dealing with how to get rid of what is poisoning us for toxins are poisons, we need to decide that we are going to stop postponing things and we are going to deal with our issues, not tomorrow, but today. Unless therapy is setting you free, please stop talking about your problems and deal with them. I am very sensitive now regarding the people I counsel. I no longer counsel people who want to be heard but are unwilling to do anything to solve their problems. That is okay for people who make a living out of giving therapy. But since most of my counsel is free, I don't have time to listen to people talk about their problems unless they are ready to deal with them. People of God, Isaiah 118 tells us to go to God to settle our matters. It does not matter how ugly or brutal your problems are. It also does not matter how long we have been dealing with the problem or if our pain is someone else's fault. Unless we settle our matters with God, He doesn't get involved with them. Now, if we come to God and ask Him to get involved in our lives, we can bet our bottom dollar that the Holy Spirit will not leave us alone regarding our issues until we are free. Remember that Christ is the author and the finisher of our faith. You do not see in the Bible that God left anything unfinished. Please, my friend, get tired of always being ashamed, angry, lonely, anxious, or hurt. Make this year the year of your freedom. Dare to see yourself free from rejection or bitterness. Stop trying to fix your situation by yourself tomorrow. Your field will only be clean if you allow the creator of that field to help you clean it. Today is the day of your salvation. In the next eight weeks, I will share with you what the Bible says about getting free from addictions, the root of anxiety, the fruit of rejection, getting rid of masks, toxic relationships, and much more. I pray that by the end of this series, you will be on your way to living a stronger life and have a relationship with God better than you ever have. But to do that, your first step needs to be to decide that enough is enough and that you are ready to start your emotional detox. If you are, please pray this prayer with me. Father God, I come before you tired of living the life I'm living. I'm tired of being afraid, tired of being abused, or feeling like life is not worth living. I want the abundant life Jesus died on the cross to give me. I repent of my sins. Forgive me for running and not allowing you to help me. Help me please to settle this matter, Father. Please help me deal with my problems. Give me the grace I will need to kick the devil out of my life once and for all. I surrender to you, and I know that you will not leave me alone. I will get total freedom. I put my life in your hands. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Now, my friends, if you pray this prayer, please keep on praying. Read the Bible and return to church. If not, I guarantee you that the devil will come in full force trying to set you back. Remember that the Bible tells us that if we resist the devil, he must flee. So resist him. If you were sincere and decided to trust God in this process, I promise you that you will have His grace to face any challenge and will finally be free from your bondage. 
Congratulations on taking the first step to freedom. Do not miss our next podcast. We will discuss the root of anxiety and how to get it out of your life. For prayer requests, please write us at info at globalgraceministries.com. God bless you.